Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for tuning in to Calvary Live. Jason Vanderveer here with you this Thursday afternoon. Looking forward to the next hour, taking your calls and questions about the Bible and Christianity. Your prayer requests as well. Looking forward to that. The number, if you want to join me on the program, 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And if you prefer to text, the number to do so is 720-336-0897. 720-336-0897. Do me a favor if you do text, and we'll answer as many of those texts as we can. Uh, if you do text, uh, give me a short one-sentence text uh, so I can digest that and uh, answer it uh, effectively. Uh, while on the air, uh, that would be much appreciated. I'm Jason Vanderveer. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado, and you can get uh, more information about our fellowship, including service times, at calvarychapelparker.com, calvarychapelparker.com. That is our web address if you're going to be in the Parker, Colorado area, uh, or if you're wanting to just go online and take advantage of some of the uh, resources that we have available there. You can go through the entire Bible with us. Uh, you can pick a book and just study audio, video available for you there to stream or to download at your leisure or your convenience, including all of our current messages. We're currently going through uh, on Sunday mornings the uh, book of Psalms. And on Wednesday evenings, we're actually just finishing up next week the book of Second Kings. Uh, so it's just been a great uh, time going through the Word of God verse by verse. And uh, if you want to join us in person or if you want to join us online, we'd love to have you do so. If you do come out, out in person, uh, next opportunity to do so will be Sunday morning, 9 or 1045 a.m. Please be sure to stop by and say hello, introduce yourself. I would love to meet you uh, and uh, and say hello and learn, learn more about you. Hey, appreciate all of our listeners up and down the front range of Colorado. Colorado and Wyoming, uh, listening on Grace FM and all of our Truth FM listeners. You're a little bit further away, Kentucky, North Carolina, Tennessee. Welcome to all of you. And of course, uh, Hope FM, Maryland, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. We always get a lot of calls uh, from our Hope FM listeners as well. Welcome to all of you. Love to have you join me on the program today, taking your calls, questions, pretty much whatever you want to talk about, uh, biblically speaking, uh, we're happy to do. So if you have a Bible passage that you have a question about, a Bible question, uh, a question related to Christianity or uh, religion, maybe it's in times related, maybe it's current times uh, related, uh, maybe it's uh, Old Testament, New Testament, whatever the case may be, uh, we'll take your questions as well as your prayer requests here, do our best to answer those uh, those questions about the Scripture and Christianity, uh, not from our opinion, but from the Scripture. 303-690-3000. Let's go to Andrew in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Andrew, welcome to the program. How are you doing today, Pastor? Doing well. Thanks for joining me. Yeah. 
Um, I'm calling for a prayer request for my niece, my wife's niece. Um, she got, she lives in Oklahoma City. She got mauled by a couple dogs, and she's in pretty bad shape. And so, hmm. see if I could get some prayer requests for her. Absolutely. Let's uh, let's pray right now, Andrew. What what is her first name? Haley. Haley. Let's pray for Haley, Father. Uh, I just thank you for Andrew calling in, giving us this opportunity to lift up Haley to you, uh, Lord. We. Uh, we just pray for her. We, we, we pray, Lord, for, uh, for her to be stable at this time. If she's not already, Lord, that you would just stabilize her. and Lord, that you would take away uh, any pain that she's going through or give her the ability to be able to, uh, to endure uh, that or any, any surgeries or any treatments uh, that she has to go through as a result of, uh, uh, of these, uh, this dog uh, attack. Lord, I just pray for her parents having to... Uh, watch her go through this and her other family members, Lord, that you'd comfort their hearts. Uh, Lord, we, we pray for uh, any decisions that need to be made regarding these animals. Uh, Lord, that you would be with those in authority, that they would make good decisions uh, so that uh, no one else uh, is injured in the future. And uh, Lord, we, we pray that as difficult as it is, as hard as it is to seem you know, to see what, what could come of this, Lord. We know that you can work uh, even through something like this, even through something as difficult as this. And so uh, we pray for Haley's uh, healing, complete healing, that you touch her body uh, from these injuries. Uh, Lord, we pray if possible that she wouldn't have lasting effects or consequences of this, that you'd heal her completely. Uh, but Lord, most importantly, we pray that you would work through this and, and comfort all involved, Lord, and, and just be there with them even as they go through this. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. That's true. Yeah, absolutely. I, I appreciate uh, you letting us know about that. And, and if you get a chance, um, Andrew, in the future to let us know the progress, uh, we'd love to hear about it. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. I yeah. appreciate it. God bless you, my friend. Take care. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. Jason Vanderveer here with you. Uh, on Calvary Live, love to have you join me on the air, uh, like Andrew, with your prayer request uh, or with whatever uh, is on your mind. As I was saying earlier, maybe you have a Bible question, uh, maybe something you know uh, that you studied recently and you're reading through the scriptures that, uh, that you want to talk about. Maybe it's something that you heard recently in a message or something that you read, or maybe it's more current event uh, related. We would love to talk about those with you. Uh, maybe you've tuned into this program and, and you're not a Christian, but you have questions about uh, Christianity. We'd love to answer those questions for you uh, and, uh, and share the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ with you. 303 690 3000 uh, or 720-336-0897 if you want to text us if you want to call 303-690-3000 if you want to text 720-336-0897 both lines are open actually all of our call-in lines uh, are open as well now's a really good time to call in uh, earlier in the show uh, is uh is is a, a good time typically uh, to call um, because uh, uh, the lines don't tend to fill up as much. You don't have to wait as long. And I'm a little sharper, hopefully, in theory. Well, maybe not, but uh, uh, <laughs> I'd love to have you join me uh, on the program. 303-690-3000 is the number uh, to call. 
Hey, uh, if you want to join me this weekend, as I said, we'll be continuing in the book of Psalms uh, on Sunday morning at Calvary Chapel Parker. You can uh, go and catch up on our uh, first couple of, well, first three messages uh, in the book of Psalms, at least uh, this current series through Psalms. Uh, You can get uh, our most recent, which is Psalms 3 and 4, a message titled The Lifter uh, of My Head. It's a couple of psalms written by David when he was being, uh, when his son Absalom was rebelling against him and uh, when Absalom's coup was going on and David had to flee Jerusalem. And so uh, we have a, a, a message there that I think will be very encouraging for a lot of you. Um, just how how do we deal with those kinds of situations? Uh, what can we do? Uh, specifically, the subject of anger uh, comes up. Uh, how do we deal with anger? Is there a, a, a right way um, as Christians to, to get angry? We answer those uh, questions. Are there things that uh, Christians should be actually angry about? Uh, of course, it says to be angry and not to sin. And so we talk about that. And we also talk about uh, the Lord being the one who lifts our head, the Lord being the one, as David says, who even in spite of our our circumstances and our situation doesn't even have to change our circumstances immediately, but as David says, can put gladness uh, in our hearts. So you want to go check that out, calvarychapelparker.com, a message entitled The Lifter of My Head, Psalms 3 and 4. And then as I mentioned on Wednesday evenings, uh, we just finished up uh, chapter 23 in 2 Kings. Excuse me. Uh, last two weeks ago, we looked at King Hezekiah. This week, we looked at King Josiah. Two of the three greatest kings, uh, whether it was the United Kingdom of Israel or the divided Kingdom of Israel and Judah, uh, two of the three greatest kings, along with, of course, King David. So you'll want to uh, check out those messages as well. Two messages Unrivaled Faith and then Unrivaled Faithfulness about Hezekiah and Josiah, also available at CalvaryChapelParker.com. But let's go to Mike. Mike uh, from Colorado. Mike, welcome to the program. Oh, thank you very much. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. Good. So I got a quick question. I'm driving right now, so I'll ask my question, and then I'll just hang up and listen. Okay. But I want to know what do you think about the current state of Christianity here in America is? Um, mm-hmm. Do you think we're kind of like one of the churches in... Um, more like one of the type of churches explained in Revelation, sure. but like the lukewarm church. Right. Um, and I kind of see that, you know, a lot of Christians nowadays um, are participating in premarital uh, relations and um, right. alcohol, drugs, and whatnot, and they're not, there might not really be too much of a difference between uh, Christians nowadays and the world. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of want to know what your thought about, you know, the state of Christianity. So I'll just... Uh, leave it at that and just listen to your response. Well, absolutely, and uh, thank you very much, first of all, Mike, uh, for your call and your question, uh, and I uh, hope you're doing well uh, also. Let me just say this. Um, I agree with with uh, the things that you've brought up and some of your assessment uh, even um, embedded in your question. Um, I think that it's interesting. I read an article today <clears throat> that, uh, well, it was very brief. It was pointing to uh, a book that's coming out. Um, and the premise was is that uh, the United States has outgrown its Judeo-Christian label. That was the headline. And uh, so I, it piqued my curiosity um, because uh, I, 
unfortunately, I agree with that. I, I, I suspect the author maybe thinks that that's a good thing. Um, but uh, I agree with that. I don't think it's a good thing. Uh, but I, I think that it's true. Uh, uh, the United States, the idea that the United States is a Christian nation uh, is really at this point um, absurd. Now, moving on beyond the United States being a Christian nation, uh, specifically, your question is in regard, I think, to the state of Christianity uh, in America. And that's kind of a, you know, delving a little bit deeper, shall we say. Um, the church that, that you're referring to in, in the book of Revelation is the church of Laodicea, um, the, the lukewarm church, which Jesus says, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth because you're neither hot nor cold. He says, I could wish you that, that you were either hot or cold. The idea is if you're, if you're hot, if you're on fire <clears throat> for the Lord, you know, that's obviously a good thing. But at least if you're cold, uh, the Lord can do something with that. It's, it's, it's the lukewarm state that's really dangerous. It's the lukewarm state that's really problematic. And, and when we look at the state of, of Christianity in America today, we see a lot of symptoms, some of which you, you uh, uh, brought up actually, uh, in your comments, Mike, um, when we look at the state of Christianity in, in America today, we see a lot of signs, and, and you have to say, you know, are, are, are some of these people really even Christians? Um, you know, obviously, in, in certain cases, you know, only the Lord and, and knows, maybe they don't even know, maybe they've even fooled themselves, but, but when you see things like... Um, you know, uh, premarital sex, uh, you know, being tolerated, uh, drug, drug use, you know, when we started having a few years ago, having to deal with Christians rationalizing uh, marijuana usage, of course, when we legalized it here in Colorado, that, uh, that, that, that became an issue. Um, when we start, you know, start dealing with things like that, or we start dealing with Christians, you know, who don't see a problem, uh, with abusing alcohol and and even who are unwilling to abstain for a higher purpose altogether, um, you know, those become warning signs. When we start seeing uh, issues with pornography at very high rates, both amongst men and women, many of whom are proclaiming to be Christians, when we start seeing people who just aren't in fellowship or who aren't uh, willing to to serve, or we start seeing the things that are that are going on in personal lives, we start seeing the voting uh, habits. We start seeing the um, the you know the casual attitude to things uh, or or even the the acceptance of things uh, like abortion the murder of the unborn when we start to see people in churches uh saying that they don't have a problem with the homosexual uh, lifestyle or transgenderism or uh homosexual or gay marriage or uh start upholding some of you know these these uh pride stances advocating uh, for them, then we start to realize that we have a, 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 a real problem. So these are symptoms. These aren't the problem. These are symptoms uh, of the problem. And the problem is, is that um, it's a sign that some people uh, who proclaim to be Christians are very far from the Lord, have drifted very far uh, from the Lord. And, and, and there needs to be a uh, 
wholesale uh, repentance and and turning back to the Lord. So that that would be my comments, Mike. Uh, hopefully it uh, it addresses some of the things that were uh, on your mind uh, in regard to the state of the church uh, in America today. Uh, what we need to be doing is is we need revival, and revival always comes from the Word of God. And so uh, we need our churches. Uh, and our pastors, uh, regardless of affiliation or denomination, uh, to be preaching and teaching the Word of God. And uh, I believe that God's Spirit is going to work through His Word. We need to pray. Uh, and and uh, God will always have His true church. Uh, God will always have those that are truly His. And uh, we need to pray for their strength and their faithfulness and for as many as possible to to repent of these things and, and be part uh, of His church. So... That's what I would say about that. Uh, happy to follow up on that if, uh, if you or Mike or anybody else has any additional questions on that. Let's go to uh, 303-690-3000. Let's go to Michael in Aurora. Michael, welcome to the program. Hi. How Thank are you? Thank you very much. Yeah, you bet. Um, so I have a friend, Lori, that I'd like to have prayer for today. Um, uh-huh. She has been attacked by cancer and... and um, she came to the Lord a few weeks ago. At least, you know, she prayed with me, and and I'm, you know, I know she's a Christian, right? Mm-hmm. As as her husband did as well. Right. However, her daughter has been on and off the streets and has had difficulty with uh, with drugs. And and last night she came back into Lori's Lori's house mm-hmm. um, or Lori's apartment. So, um, I uh, I felt like today we were supposed to have communion together. So I brought up the elements mm-hmm. and. Um, I asked her daughter if she would like to join with us, uh-huh. and I don't know that her daughter's a believer. So if you are partaking of communion, with, uh, is it what's the best thing in a situation like that? Do you just say a qualifying question like, hey, do you, has, is, are you born again? Is Jesus the Lord of your life? Or, yeah. or, um, or what, do you, what do you think? Yeah, no, I, I, I think that you're absolutely on the right track. Um, because what we don't want to do is is we we don't want to inadvertently have somebody you know as Paul says and I'd have to find the passage but uh, heap condemnation on themselves um, because you know they're taking part in the Lord's table which is something very sacred for believers when when they don't they don't believe that so what I usually do and obviously I I every time I as a pastor in the church I I, I serve communion I I'm kind of faced with the same situation that you are and and so what I do my best to do is 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 explain that communion is for believers and and that uh, but that anybody who wants to become a believer uh, can give their life to Jesus Christ right now, and so so that's what I would explain. You know, if you're if you're in that situation again, if you have somebody that's an unbeliever or you you don't really know where they stand, you know, just explain to them, hey, look, communion is something uh, that is for believers, but but guess what? If you're not, if you haven't placed your faith in Jesus Christ, and you can just give a simple presentation of the gospel at that point, uh, you can pray right now. And you can receive communion then uh, as a result of that. Is that something that that you you need to do or that you would like to do? And just leave it at that. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Very good. But uh, I don't. Can, can you? Go, oh, so go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Uh, can you also pray for Lori and her husband for her their health and their development in the Lord? 
You bet. Absolutely. And and it was her daughter, too, that we're not certain about. Is that right? Yes. Her daughter's okay. name is Katie. Okay. Yeah. So let's pray for Lori and her husband, and then we'll pray for Katie, too, and let the Lord sort okay. that out with her. Father, we do just lift up uh, Lori and her husband, and, and Lord, I lift up Michael. I just pray you'd continue to use Michael. Uh, thank you for... Uh, uh, the, just by the questions he's asking, Lord, I can tell that he's out there uh, doing uh, what you've called him to do. So I pray you'd strengthen him in that and just continue to use him in Lori and her husband's life and other people, Lord. We pray that you would send their way to to nourish, uh, Lord, them in you. We pray that they would just grow and uh, that they in turn would be used mightily by you. We pray for Katie. Uh, Lord, we don't know where she stands, if she's a believer, if she isn't a believer. We, you know, uh, you know, Lord. And so we pray uh, if she isn't, Lord, Lord, that you would draw her uh, to you, that uh, that you would uh, arrange the circumstances that she would give her life to you. If she is, uh, Lord, that that would become evident and uh, that she would grow uh, in you. Lord, we love you and, and, and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Absolutely. I appreciate your call, Michael. God bless you. God bless you too. Bye. 303-690-3000. Jason Vanderveer here with you on Calvary Live. Love to have you join me as uh, great calls so far from Andrew and Mike and Michael uh, up and down the front range here and uh, Andrew from Wyoming and then, of course, a couple of calls uh, here from Colorado. But uh, we'd love to have you if you're in the South, Kentucky, North Carolina, Tennessee on uh, Truth FM, you're welcome to join us. Same number, 303-690-3000. Uh, or if you're in uh, Maryland, New Jersey, or Pennsylvania on Hope FM, you can call that number, too, 303-690-3000. And uh, appreciate, we always get a lot of calls, uh, Pennsylvania and Baltimore. Uh, I know you're out there listening. If you want to join us uh, with a prayer request or a call, uh, we'd love to have you uh, you guys uh, represented and, uh, and and able to answer your questions as well. But it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what your question is. Love to have you join me here on Calvary Live. This program is really uh, about you. Um, so uh, love to answer answer uh, your questions. Hey, I got a text question here. And first of all, uh, Heaps of praise uh, to to this texter uh, who says, "How old is the Book of Job?" Perfect. I can uh, I can read that. I can digest it. Uh, first of all, great question, and it's uh, it's short. I I love that concise and to the point. Yet a great question. Um, so people have different ideas about the Book of Job. Um, most scholars place the Book of Job around the time of Abraham. Uh, so that would be about 18, uh, 1800 to 1900 years uh, before Christ, about 1850 B.C. Uh, I would agree with that. Uh, the reason that they place, uh, well, there's a lot of reasons, but let me give you just a few uh, reasons why they place Job in what is called the patriarchal period. First of all, uh, we see Job acting in a, in a sense as a patriarchal priest. Uh, so clearly we're dealing with a time uh, before uh, the law, before the Levitical priesthood, uh, but uh, uh, the language as well, uh, the, the, um, 
the structure, well, the structure of the book of Job is poetry, uh, but still within that structure, we can gain certain things about the timing based on the Hebrew style that is used. Uh, so uh, based on uh, uh, language and structure and the patriarchal priesthood and so forth, uh, the way that also a certain, there are certain terms that are used in the book of Job, certain monetary terms as well uh, that lend itself to that period of time. So there's a whole host of analysis that goes on to kind of date a, a, a book, and, and that's why most place it, you know, around 1850 B.C., around the time uh, of Abraham. Some post, uh, uh, place it later, uh, around the time of Solomon, uh, but there are then a lot of issues with that. Uh, you know, some try to push it quite a bit earlier, um, and the reason that they do that is they have a view of Leviathan and the behemoth and so forth that, that these are dinosaurs. And so obviously, historically, they've got to push it earlier. But that creates more problems than it really solves. And when you look at these uh, words for Leviathan and behemoth, uh, seems to be referring uh, the Leviathan. Typically, uh, one understanding of that is the cro uh, a, a, a crocodile, uh, that uh, very large crocodile. Actually, they used to live uh, in the Jordan River Valley. Uh, and then perhaps some have suggested the hip for the behemoth, but doesn't quite fit uh, the description there in the book of Job. Uh, so, uh, but the behemoth is perhaps uh, some similar large animal that, that maybe even referring to an animal that is now extinct, but that was alive during that period of time. So, so that's my, uh, my thoughts uh, on the timing uh, of the book of Job. Uh, actually, if you're interested in verse by verse uh, through the book of Job, we just finished uh, the book of Job on Sunday mornings. You can go to calvarychapelparker.com, get our messages verse by verse, video, audio through the book of Job. Job. Hey, we've got a few minutes before the break here. Let's go to Lloyd in Aurora. Lloyd, welcome to the program. Thank you, sir. Hey, how are you? I'm doing good. good. Um, my question was about the lukewarm church mentioned yep. in the book of Revelation and also about uh, one-third of the population of the world being either taken or being killed. Right. And 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 so what specifically? So I uh, I've, I've got an idea of the topics. Was there some specific aspect when you say you have a question about that? Are you uh, are are you confused about the interpretation, or, or or what exactly can I answer for you? Uh, well, uh, I'm really concerned. I was concerned about the lukewarm church part about okay. going into the tribulation. Okay, gotcha. Ah, uh, uh, okay. I, and, I, I, that helps. I have I have people that. Um, Basically, really don't. They're not either hot or cold. They're kind uh -huh. of just playing church. That makes sense. Yeah, now that helps a lot. Thank you. So, yeah. So you know, when we talk about um, when we talk about this idea of the the, the lukewarm church, which of course uh, is in Revelation um, chapter three. It's uh, uh, the church in Laodicea. Um, 3 verse 14 and then through the end of, of chapter 3 there, um, you know, the, the, the question then becomes, are we dealing with, with true believers? Um, and, and when we look at the lukewarm church, when he says, I will vomit you out of my mouth, uh, we seem to be dealing with, 
you know, this, I, I think a good term for it sometimes is make-believers. And, and so if you're dealing with a, a, and this is where it becomes so tenuous, this is where it becomes so difficult because, you know, uh, when you kind of walk that line, when you're, you're neither hot nor cold, you know, where do you, where do you really stand? You're, you're in a, a very precarious position. That's why really the only, the only, you know, reasonable position as a Christian is, is to be, you know, all out for the Lord. Because if you're, you're walking this, this marginal walk, sometimes, you know, the term is used a carnal Christian or, or a lukewarm Christian or any of these other, other things, you know, you're, you're in a, you're in a very dangerous place. And so what I want to do, we actually, uh, we're getting ready. We're going to have to come up on a, on a break here, Lloyd. So let's do this. Let's uh, talk more. We've kind of set up the, uh, the idea of, of a lukewarm Christian. Let's, let's talk, or, you know, is that even a, 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 a safe term, lukewarm Christian? Let's, let's talk more about that. And then in regard to the tribulation, uh, which you bring up, we'll address that as well uh, after the break, okay? So if you can, Lloyd, stay with me. Folks, if you're, you're listening, appreciate it. You uh, stay with us if you're able. If you're uh, wanting to join us after the break, uh, after we finish up uh, our conversation with Lloyd, we'd love to have you join us. 303-690-3000. Jason Vandiver with you. I'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And we're back. Jason Vandeveer here with you this afternoon on Calvary Live, taking your questions and calls about the Bible and Christianity, 303-690-3000. We're talking to Lloyd from Aurora, Colorado. We're talking about uh, the the Great Tribulation. We're talking about the judgment of mankind in Revelation 6 and um, in terms of death, Revelation 6, Revelation 9, specifically a third are taken in Revelation chapter 9 in death. And so um, – and and Lloyd, I I, I suspect your your question is is this. Uh, let me rephrase it if I can. So the issue is really, you know, lukewarm Christians. Number one, are they really Christians? And then, will they be raptured, uh, or will they go through the tribulation? It, it, that is that kind of along the lines of what you're yeah. what you're thinking. Yeah, that's that's kind of the lines because in the Book of Revelation it says you have to be beheaded yeah. for your belief in the Lord. And so I was wondering if that would be the lukewarm church that went into the tribulation. And if it is, then the people that I've been talking to who've just been playing church, I guess, because they go to church every Sunday and do the thing on Wednesday. And, uh, so that was my question. And I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm really believe that we're going to be taken out of here real soon. And yeah. so I don't know. I need prayer for them, and I, I need prayer for my wife. Yeah. Well, I would say this. I, I would nuance you know, your comments a, a, a little bit in this way. Here, here's what I would say. I don't think that those who are martyred for their faith during the tribulation are merely the lukewarm church. Um, in, in other words, you know, uh, so let's, let's kind of couch these people. Uh, let's say that, that we're dealing with people who, who are make-believers, as I said, who aren't true believers in Christ. And so they're, they're playing church or whatever. They're, they're going through the motions, uh, and they uh, are not true believers, so they, they're not 
not part of the rapture of the church. They're not not taken as First Thessalonians four sixteen talks about. So they go as unbelievers into the great tribulation. Well, then what we know is going to take place during the great tribulation is is that many are going to come to faith in Christ. Some will survive the great tribulation period uh, and enter into the millennial reign of Christ, populating the earth at that time after uh, the judgment of the sheep and the goats that Jesus talks about in Matthew. But others will will be martyred, as you mentioned. Uh, and will lose their lives, along with many unbelievers uh, who will lose their lives during the Great Tribulation as well. So uh, my, I have a great appreciation for what you're asking because clearly you're asking about it because you, and, and asking for prayer because you have great concern uh, for these individuals that they uh, would come to a true relationship with Jesus Christ, that they would not have to endure these things um, because these things are, are not for believers. In Revelation 6, we see... Uh, that it is the, the wrath of God poured out on 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 unbelievers, and so we desire that no one would go through that. As as uh, uh, Peter says, that all would come uh, to repentance. And so, uh, uh, hopefully, that answers your question as far as you know, biblically speaking. What what is you know the future for those that would be be in that classification? Um, but uh, if it does, then we can just straight away pray for your wife and 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 pray for these these folks are you with me lloyd oh i'm sorry and uh back oh my wife also wants prayer for she had surgery and she's having an anxiety attack mm, okay and she doesn't want to take drugs for that well uh i respect her greatly uh for that and uh i know a lot of folks and i've uh, even experienced uh, some of these things uh, myself as well, and I would say that it's uh, uh, much better to to allow the Lord uh, to help you through those things, uh, and and to trust in Him and and to turn to Him, and I believe that uh, that He's going to to help her. So let's pray for these individuals, these these uh, so-called lukewarm uh, individuals, and then let's pray for your wife. What's your wife's first name, Lloyd? Laura. Laura, let's pray for Laura and 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 Father, we uh, just thank you. I thank you for Lloyd. I thank you for his heart, Lord. I just pray that you'd continue to be with him and and minister to him and grow him. And I I thank you for Laura, Lord. I just thank you for her heart and her desire to uh, to rely on you, Lord. You allow sometimes things in our lives to to just see uh, where we'll turn, uh, whether whether we'll turn to you uh, or or whether we'll turn somewhere else. And so, uh, Lord, uh, so often. Uh, uh, the greatest opportunity is in turning to you and allowing you to work. And as Laura's going through these things, Lord, I just pray that, that a, a peace uh, would come over her, that you, you would calm her, whether it's her, her heart rate uh, being elevated or other physical symptoms that she's experiencing uh, through these anxiety and, and perhaps panic attacks. And, 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 and Lord, we know sometimes these things just come out of nowhere. There, there is not always an explanation uh, for them. Uh, Lord, I just believe a lot of times uh, it's a spiritual attack. And, and so, Lord, we in, in spiritual things, we, we turn to you in all things. Uh, we turn to you. And, Lord, I just pray that, that you would be the one who would come and, and, and that you would just be able to, to help, Lord, with whatever uh, physical things that she's dealing with as a result of, uh, of these situations when they come upon her. Lord, that you would just give her peace and, and that she would rely on you and that she would trust in you uh, 
uh, and that she would uh, just find complete help um, in her time of need. Lord, we just pray that you'd be with her. And Lord, we do pray uh, for uh, all of these individuals uh, in, in churches across this country, around the world uh, today, uh, who are going through a, a, a religious motion, uh, but have no relationship with you. Lord, we just pray for a relationship with the one true and living God through your son, Jesus Christ. We pray for salvation. We pray that they would be born again, that they would be uh, indwelt and empowered by your spirit, uh, that they would be excited about serving you, that they would be with you uh, either in death or when you come for your church. And so, Lord, we just pray for revival uh, in in churches. Uh, we know that we don't need to pre- pray for revival in your true church. Uh, Lord, we just need to pray for strengthening and drawing closer. But but we do pray uh, for uh, revival in churches across this country and around the world, that you would draw many uh, to yourself, Lord, including in, in, in each of our churches listening, Lord. We love you and, and we thank you, believing the, that you can work in all these ways. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Jesus. Amen. My wife and I will come and visit you. You're in Parker, right? I, we're in Parker. Are you uh, somewhere nearby? Well, let's see. Uh, right now, no, I'm still in the Royal Work Kaiser. <laughs> okay. Well, if you're if you're gonna be in the area uh, anytime, uh, we would love to have you join us. We're yeah, we're right in the heart of Parker Parker Road and Main Street, and so you can get service times CalvaryChapelParker dot com, and uh, we're we're pretty easy to find. I, I'd love to meet you. Okay. Well, thank you, sir, and I'm looking forward to meeting you. God you bless you, pleasure. Lloyd. God bless Laura, and take care. Thank you, sir. You betcha. 303-690-3000, All lines are open, and uh, we have a, a big chunk of the bottom half of the program here still uh, to come, so plenty of time to take uh, more of your calls, questions, uh, prayer requests. Jason Vanderveer here with you on Calvary Live. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker. As I just mentioned to Lloyd, you can get more information about us, calvarychapelparker.com, including opportunities to join us this Sunday. Uh, will be your next opportunity to do that, 9 or 1045 on Sunday. Continuing Psalm Five. I'm excited uh, to get into the fifth psalm. It's, uh, you'll recognize it uh, if you're with us, and uh, it's uh, uh, going to be a fun, uh, a, a, a fun time. Uh, some people can't really relate to that. A fun time, and we have such a, a great time, exciting time, getting into the Word of God. Hey, I got this question here. What is your favorite thing about uh, the the people that you pastor? Uh, my favorite thing about the people uh, that <clears throat> First of all, I'm amazed that I have anybody to pastor. Uh, I think there's probably other pastors out there, and maybe they they can relate. Uh, I'm shocked. Uh, <laughs> I, I I'm totally serious about this. I'm shocked anybody actually comes, uh, you know, to to uh, there. But that's uh, God's grace, and it's such a privilege to to be able to have the opportunity to pastor people. And and the thing that I like about, uh, well, I like a lot of things about the people at our church, but, uh, but one of the things, uh, that, that stands out most to me is, is their, uh, excitement about the word of God, their, their hunger, their interest, their appetite, uh, for the word of God. You know, they come and, and, uh, 
we get into the Word of God, doesn't matter. Right now, we're kind of in a season uh, in the Old Testament, uh, having gone through the Bible. Now we're on our second, at least second recorded time through the Bible, and we're in the heart of the Old Testament, and they they just uh, love it. And, you know, uh, going through Job, you know, and, and I mean, uh, it, maybe your experience is, you know, you're, you went through the book of Job and, and the church dwindled, you know, uh, but, uh, but we see, you know, more and more people coming, Job and Psalms and, 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 uh, and, and these things. And so, uh, it's really exciting just to see people come and, and see their excitement about the word of God and see that what that does, uh, for their relationship with the Lord, to see them serving the Lord, uh, to see see them uh, bringing uh, other people uh, to the Lord. We have a baptism this Sunday. Uh, we're excited to to baptize uh, some some new and younger believers, so we're really excited about that. And, and, and you know, as a pastor, I just love to see people doing well. Um, you know, I don't always have the privilege of seeing people uh, at their best, but I love to see people when they're doing well in their relationship with the Lord. And so that's why we teach the Word of God, because uh, that is their, uh, their path uh, to the victorious Christian life, to the successful Christian life, uh, to just the obedient, faithful, joyful, abundant uh, Christian life. It's all found through the teaching of the Word of God. That's why I love it so much, uh, because I get to see God working through His Word. So, great question, 303 Thousand, and if you prefer to text seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven, short text, please. Uh, and um, this text question comes in: Why did Rachel take her father's idol? And uh, our texter says, love your station, listen all day. Well, we love you and appreciate you uh, tuning in and listening. Um, Rachel, so the the reference, of course, is in the book of Genesis when um, when Jacob goes off to Haran and uh, he goes to his uncle Laban. His mom sends him there because his brother wants to kill him because he stole the blessing and the birthright. And so he goes there, and while he's there, he's working for his uncle uh, Laban. And he uh, agrees to marry Rachel, but first he's double-crossed or tricked. He marries Leah, then he marries the younger sister Rachel, has a bunch of kids, kind of swindles sort of his father-in-law out of the, the flock and steals away when things just get really bad. But unbeknownst to Jacob, uh, what uh, what he did was, uh, or what Rachel did was, is that she, she stole uh, her father's household idols. So there was kind of, you know, that, that, that was common for each family to you know, families that weren't necessarily in a right relationship with God uh, to to have these idols that they worshipped around their house. And so uh, she takes these idols. So it, it shows, uh, unfortunately, in, in Rachel, um, this is in Genesis 31, <clears throat> By the way, it shows um, in in Rachel number one that that Jacob hadn't been doing his job uh, as he should have been, and and unfortunately we see that borne out a lot of times, especially earlier on in 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 
Jacob's family, uh, but also it shows, you know, her superstition. Um, it shows even some of the idolatry uh, in her life, and so she she takes these idols uh, with her, presumably for good luck and uh, for worship and revealing that her heart wasn't completely for the Lord. So uh, a good question there uh, regarding Rachel, and uh, it's a fascinating uh, period in in the life of the patriarch uh, Jacob or Israel, as the Lord would later change his name. Uh, not long after that uh, uh, incident there, the Lord would work uh, in his life, and often when the Lord worked in somebody's life, he changed their name. Uh, so we can think of Jacob, uh, we can think of, of course, the Apostle Paul, uh, and uh, 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 as well as believers in the book of Revelation, we see that we're going to receive uh, a new name as well. So great question there uh, via text uh, regarding Rachel, Jacob, Leah, uh, and the family of the patriarch. Uh, 303-690-3000. Jason Vanderveer here with you on Calvary Live. 303-690-3000. Let's go to Ronnie in Colorado Springs. Ronnie, welcome to the program. Thank you, sir. Glad to be here. Ah, good. Uh, what? Go ahead. My question, my question was, um, did Jesus have a soul? And and so in in is there a particular reason I guess uh, uh, that you ask about that or just yes um, I was asked that question and I had different um, uh, ministers that some said yes some said no and um, when I was asked when I was asked that um, the person asked can uh, um, if whatever we he, well. The person knew it was, he's a spirit, mm-hmm. but the person wanted to know, did he have a soul like all of us have? Mm-hmm. And if if he did, where is it based on Scripture? Yeah. So let's talk about what, what we know. Um, so what we know, um, and I think uh, this will will answer your question. So what we know first about Jesus is, is that Jesus... Uh, is eternal as the Son of God. And we know uh, that uh, prior to his incarnation, uh, that he existed as a spiritual being. Um, so, so we see John chapter 1, for example, verse 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. Without him, nothing was made that was made. Verse 14 says, And the Word became flesh, and dwelt among us. Colossians chapter 1 also showing that he uh, not only is eternal, but he is the agency of God's creation. So Jesus is always, I think one thing that's important to establish, he has always existed. Prior to his incarnation, he existed as uh, uh in a spiritual sense, God is spirit, uh, John tells us, and, and so he existed in, in, a, in, in a spiritual nature alone, except that we see Jesus appearing uh, as the angel of the Lord. And if you follow through scripture, you discover that, that the angel of the Lord are Old Testament appearances of pre-incarnate uh, of Jesus Christ. But then Jesus takes on an additional human nature. Uh, but what he 
didn't do was he 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 didn't then somehow become uh, all of the things associated with a human being at that time because he's already an eternal spirit, right? He he already has an eternal spiritual nature. So then he just takes on an additional human nature. Now, this gets into a little bit, where is the division, as Hebrews uh, talks about, between soul and spirit? We should probably define uh, spirit, soul, and body. Uh, the spirit is that highest level of a person uh, that communes with God. The soul is uh, really what is, a, is another level below, and the soul is what separates us from the rest of the animal kingdom. It, it gives us the ability to reason, uh, the ability to, to feel. It's the seat uh, of emotion. And, and then you come to the physical level, ironically the level that most people identify with human beings, and, and that is the flesh. The soul and the spirit uh, is, is eternal. And so in that sense, Jesus is, is an eternal spirit and, and, and a soul. Uh, and he took on an additional human nature, fleshly nature at his incarnation. And so uh, depending on how you, how you define that, I would say that the answer is yes. We know that, that Jesus was fully God and he was fully Man, And so in order to be fully man, he would possess all of the attributes of man. It's just that he didn't gain some of those attributes at his incarnation. He would have been those things eternally. Does that make sense to you? Plenty of sense. Plenty yeah. of sense, yes. And, yeah, and also, there's a passage that I'm thinking of uh, in... Uh, uh, it's... It's repeated by Paul in, um, in Acts 2.27. It's from the Psalms, and he says, You will not leave my soul in Hades, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. That's Acts 2.27, and, it's, uh, and that's, a, that's, of course, Messianic. I believe, right. it is, I believe it is from the 16th Psalm, uh, Psalm 16. Uh, yeah, Psalm 16, verse 10. So, um, you know, you were asking also about uh, uh, scriptural references as well, and, and, and that, right. that would be the first, the first one that comes to mind. Okay. Okay. Uh, you say 227 and Psalm 16, 10. Yeah, Acts 227, Psalm 16, 10. Okay. All okay. right. That and, uh, answers my that answer my question. Uh, I, um, I took um, Bible study at uh, the nursing home, and uh, we do it um, uh, once a month. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was asked that question. I wanted to shoot from the hip, uh, you know, <laughs> well, the answer. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, uh, and and by the way, so let me just say this: uh, if you want to be tested teach children's ministry or lead a nursing home ministry, um, you're going to get some of the best questions there. Those are the honest people. 
<laughs> I'll just tell you, they'll come out so and just. True. Yeah, they have nothing. They have no. Uh, they're not hiding anything. No, no pretenses. No, no show. They'll just ask you what what you think. Uh, and uh, I I used to lead a nursing home ministry, and uh, I'd be in the middle of it, my message, and they would just say, uh, "Get on with it. Make your point." And, uh, you know, uh, make your point. I remember that. Get on with it. Some of them would ask for something to eat, too, in the middle of the message. But anyway, so you'll learn a lot by... <laughs> by oh, yeah, because a... uh, when I... When, uh, well, we did... Um, we was doing Bible study, and then after it was over, the person came to me, and uh, and the person uh, said, um, I got a question to ask. And yeah. that's when I was asked, and the person said, don't answer it now. Yeah. Uh, tell... Um, tell me the answer when we have the next Bible study. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. A, so that, you that's know, a wise. And, uh, that felt good because it's a challenge. And, uh, yeah. and, and um, um, I love challenges uh, through the Holy Spirit as, um, that yeah. uh, 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 told me to come this way to act. Well, I'm glad you did because then we all get to benefit, you know, from from the question and the discussion and sharpens me, sharpens you and and we get to think about these things. It's uh, you know, it's okay. Um obviously you you realize this and and we all need a reminder. It's okay to say, "Hey, let me get back to you on that." Right. You know, and and Absolutely. to give a to give a good answer rather than a an acceptable answer, shall we say. Right. Yeah. Something quick, and uh, when, and then when you're driving off and say, "Was well, that the right answer?" <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Unfortunately, I've been there. Did I get that right? I don't know. So, hey, good question, Ronnie. God bless you. God bless you too, sir. Thank you for everything you're doing. Take care, you too. God bless your ministry. God bless you. Thank you. Take care. Bye bye. Three six nine zero three thousand. Michelle in Maryland. Welcome to the program. Hi there. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing really well. What's on your mind? I have a question because I want to talk to a friend who's homosexual about the Lord, and I don't know how to, you know, if they say to me, well, what does God or what does the Bible say about homosexuality? And I want to answer them in a way that's not going to offend them and push them away from God before I can talk to them about his love. Right. Exactly. Well, I I guess the 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 first question that I would have is, um, you know, I I think you got to ascertain, you know, with some people, and and maybe you've already done this, you know, are they asking for, you know, because they want to to argue, or is a is it a legitimate question? And so, you know, when somebody, you know, obviously not you, but but when somebody says, hey, I want to know about homosexuality, particularly if that's their lifestyle. You know, I think a reasonable question is, is do you want to know because you really want to know what the Bible says? Or do you, you know, do you want to know because, you know, you, you, you'd like to tell me what you think or you, you, you want to disagree? And, and unfortunately today there – so I just read an article um, – I say that a lot, but I come across a lot of different articles, and I just uh, read an article. I think it was today or yesterday. I, I've lost track, but but you know, it was a, yet another person going on and on about how we we don't understand what the Bible says about homosexuality and how the Bible doesn't you know prohibit homosexuality and on and on and on and on. Which all that shows me is is someone who is either one dishonest or two hasn't really read the Bible because the Bible is very clear uh, on the subject of homosexuality. First of all, uh, the Bible very clearly declares that homosexuality 
is, is a sin, homosexual behavior. So that doesn't mean that if someone uh, is tempted uh, or has uh, temptations in that regard, uh, but they're seeking the Lord and they're, they're not indulging those, that doesn't mean that they're in sin, but homosexual behavior, uh, activity, when it's acted upon, that's sin. I'm going to give you some passages and the rest of our listeners some passages of Scripture uh, in regard to, to homosexuality because there's not one. There's, okay. There are many that you can look at. First of all, Genesis chapter 19, uh, verses 1 through 13. Of course, that's the Sodom and Gomorrah passage. Then we have uh, Leviticus chapter 18, uh, verse 20, uh, 22. Uh, Leviticus chapter 20, verse 13. I apologize. Hopefully, I'm not going too fast. Um, no, I'm writing them down. Okay, great. Romans chapter 1. So, switching over to the New Testament. Romans chapter 1, verses 26 and 27. And then um, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 6, verse 9. As I was running this morning, I was thinking about this subject. Um, you know, and and uh, someone said, well, you know, it doesn't doesn't matter that your pastor says, you know, homosexuality is a sin. The Bible doesn't say that. And I thought, you know, there's a lot of pastors out there um, with decades of, of experience teaching verse by verse many times through the Word of God. They understand the Word of God in context, and they understand that in context, the Bible forbids homosexual behavior. It says very clearly that it's a sin. So what I would say to somebody is is that, you know, look, homosexuality is— it, it, it is a sin, not my opinion, not someone else's opinion. Objectively, that's what the Word of God has to say. So if you don't like that then and you choose something else, that's that's your right in this country to, to, to choose another lifestyle. Uh, but let's not you know, go around under a false pretense um, that the Bible somehow condones uh, homosexual behavior and that, you know, that we just don't understand it. You know, the Bible wasn't talking about it in its modern context and so on and so forth. Now to your actual, because I've only got about 90 seconds left, to your actual question, you know, what I would say is this. I've run across a lot of people uh, who are homosexuals that I've been able to talk to and have a relationship, uh, at least a, a pastoral or, or a ministry relationship with. I wouldn't say that I was their pastor, but to be able to, you know, um, to share the gospel with who, who, praise the Lord, I didn't necessarily have to offend them to share the truth uh, with them, uh, both uh, homosexual uh, uh, individuals, transgender individuals. And I think that, that, you know, we need to pray that we come across with, you know, I'm willing to talk to you. I don't have a dislike for you. Uh, I, I, I don't have anything against you personally. In fact, I, would, I want you to come to Jesus Christ. And if you're interested, I'll share with you what the Bible says. It says in, in, in verse uh, 9 of chapter 6 that no homosexual is going to, uh, 1 Corinthians 6 verse 9, is going to inherit the kingdom of God. So you need to receive Jesus Christ. Hey, listen, I hope I got to run. You might be able to hear the music, but uh, I hope that's helpful for you, Michelle. Okay. Yes, God bless thank you so much. You betcha. God bless you folks. Thanks for listening to Calvary Live. Have a great evening. We'll be back tomorrow. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.